0: Hello once again everybody, I'm the Common Sense American, and I hope you're having a very good week and uh, not too freaked out by reports that once again inflation is still a problem, uh, as we've seen from recent reports, and that the summer could uh, be rough for a variety of reasons. Uh, the debt ceiling package uh, may crash and burn, it might pass, some Republicans are calling it a major victory, others are saying it's too much of a compromise. Uh Rep. Uh, Lauren Baebert said that uh, it was like writing a blank check to Biden, which, of course, is never a good idea. I'm not going to get involved in all that. It's it's a little boring, as important as it is. It's it's a little boring to talk about, let's face it. Um, what I want to focus on a little bit, and I haven't done it since former President Donald Trump announced that he was, uh, officially announced that he was running, um, I, I haven't really delved into the topic too much. I did do one uh, podcast where I said, uh, you know, DeSantis might be the better choice. Um, But now that the two are head to head and that we're seeing more of obviously both candidates in this case, I want to specifically address the Trump followers out there who I know I have managed to piss off in in the recent past just because I am not 100 percent on board the Trump train, although I have said many times that I would take Trump any day of the week and twice on Sunday over Biden or any other Democrat. Uh, that has not changed, I still say that. And um, so bear that in mind Where as, as I progress here. Um, the one thing that I said in the past that we, we really cannot fall prey to, and I'm gonna repeat this right now because it's critical. Uh, in the upcoming 2024 presidential election, uh, What's going to happen is what we're already seeing is people are sort of drawing lines in the sand on Trump or on DeSantis, and it's there's no in between. But we're also seeing a lot of um, if it's not Trump, if Trump does not get the nomination, I won't vote at all. Um, I said that that was a very, very dangerous and stupid um, uh, stance to take because you're just handing the, the, the election to the Democrats, regardless of whether or not Trump's nominee. We cannot allow this a lunacy of the far left that has gone so far off the deep end that it is, I've said before, it's the party of the narcissists. It's the party of destruction. It's the party of just demolition of the entire country. And we're seeing that increasing at a rapid rate. Um, and so if you want to avoid that, the, I'm not going to vote because Trump wasn't nominated stance doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so that I just you know I want to get that out of the way, and and it goes both ways, of course. You know if you're if you're uh, not for Trump and you're for DeSantis, for example, um, and it's and DeSantis doesn't get the nomination, Trump does. Your reaction should not be oh I'm not voting for Trump. Um, it should be I need to put some, anybody but a Democrat in charge of this country right now. Anybody. So I'm going to get that out of the way right out right you know right out of the gate here um, but what I like I said I'm, I'm specifically addressing the uh, the Trump fans and this the really hardcore Trump followers um, who I, I it's not that I question their their belief that Trump could get this country back on track I've said many times that I agreed with his policies as president I think a lot of them worked I think we need to bring a lot of it back It's not his policies uh, at all. That, that That is the problem. It's his personality, obviously, that is a problem for many, including people on the right. However, um, some people are saying that's exactly what we need. We needed it in 2016, and we, we need it again. Um, you know, he's arrogant. He's bombastic. It's just the way he is, but it's, it's the policies that matter. It's what he would do for the country that matters. Um, and I, I agree with that. But you have to consider this entire race and the country from all potential angles. The one thing that everybody is talking about is the divide of the country, the the division that is just becoming clearer and clearer and the abyss between the two sides is widening. Um, And people are making the claim that Trump is only going to cause that abyss to widen even further, regardless of whether his policies are good or not. Um, And would it make more sense for it to have someone in there who has very similar policies, but doesn't cause that division? Well, my question to Trump fans is this. Do you think that there's anybody else that would do that? Like if DeSantis got in and he had very similar policies and enacted a lot of the same policies as as Trump would, um, would the country start to heal? You know, maybe not. You're probably going to say maybe not. And I might agree with you there. Again, I'm, I'm sort of going pro Trump followers on this because I don't believe that if you put any Republican in the White House, none of the left is ever going to be happy and they're going to work to smear that person. They're going to continue to try to um, uh, insult and debase all conservatives and Republicans. They're going to continue that that uh, crusade. Uh, whoever is in the White House won't change that. That's probably true. It won't matter that you have someone like a DeSantis or, or you know, like a wild card like Tim Scott or somebody. It wouldn't matter. Who's in there? If that person is not towing the far left line, the entire uh, entrenched establishment in the media, in Hollywood, in all forms of of local government, for example, they're going to continue to try to smear that person and anybody who supports them in any way possible because these people only know how to sling mud. They don't do anything else. Of course, Republicans are very guilty for doing the same thing. We got a lot of mud slinging on both sides, but as far as I can tell, uh, the only way to, uh, the, well, there doesn't appear to be a good way to avoid it, but but putting somebody in, in charge who's a Republican won't, won't change this. It won't suddenly heal anything, and neither will re-electing Biden or putting a Democrat. The, the healing would have to come, I guess, if it was somebody more moderate that more people could get behind. But because everyone seems to be going either far left or far right, and there are fewer and fewer moderates, a moderate's not going to win, and a moderate would is the only answer, but there's not enough people who would support a, a moderate uh, a, um, you know, outlook on the, on the country right now. Um, so in that way, I am going to say to Trump fans, I think you're right that it won't matter that, okay, it's just because Trump is, is very polarizing and, and they're going to work to demonize him and anybody who follows him harder than anyone else— that's probably true, but it wouldn't, doesn't really matter. It's not going to help heal the country if you've got somebody in there who's not that way. Um, so I, I would backtrack a little on my previous claims about how Trump would only cause the, the country to divide further. And that's not what we want, because in looking at the situation now, I, it really it just doesn't matter. It, it simply doesn't matter if anybody but a Democrat is in there. They're going to just get continuously attacked, as is anybody who supports that individual. So that that's not going to change anything. Um, but perhaps more importantly, um, what we really need to... I mean, one question I have is, and I, and I don't know how this is falling. Uh, I don't know how this is coming across to the Trump crowd. But it seems to me that he is just attacking everybody. Um, he's attacking anybody that... Anybody, everybody. Desantis, he's just doubled down on the attacks on 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 the governor of Florida, um, and now and he just recently went after uh, Kaylee McEnany, which seems odd to me. Uh, whether she um, she didn't seem against him in in what he was railing against, she was sort of quoting different uh, some poll numbers that said that maybe he's flailing a little bit, which of course he took issue with and tried to say that it's not true. And regardless of whether or not it is or it isn't. Um, it, it just seems I wouldn't it's not out of character, but it doesn't seem like a good idea to consistently uh, bash people who are who were your who are allies. There's And McEnany is one of was one of Trump's biggest champions and has kind of remained that way. The idea that you're just and, and anybody who speaks against Trump in any way. This is my other question to you guys. Why are you just suddenly just saying, okay, that's it, I've never listened to that person again. You know, he's not the savior. He's not the Pope. He's not the Messiah. He's not. There are faults here. There are problems. And people who are pointing them out, who are on our side, GOP, Republican, conservative, whatever, you don't just immediately ignore them because they say anything against Trump. That's that's weird. That's, that's idolatry. That's, you know, the man can do no wrong, always right about everything. That's a very dangerous stance to take and a wrong one. Um... And to have Trump continuously attacking everybody in sight does not seem like the right move. I said that it's probably true that you're not going to get somebody in the White House on the on the right who's ever going to unify anything or well anybody because the country's too far divided and everybody's gone too far to left or too far to the right. We don't have enough moderates. That remains true. However, if you want to try to heal this country, if you want to be a party, if you want to represent a party of unity, it seems to me that it would make far more sense to play nice with your own party and with your former and current supporters. Now, of course, it's Trump versus DeSantis. They are against each other in, in, in this particular scenario. They're going to be going against each other. So yes, they're opponents. I get it. But for the most part, they're fighting for very similar things. They're on the same team. And so is you know Trump and McInerney. So are other people. They're on the same team. And if I was Trump, I would make a very big show about playing nice with DeSantis and other people as because they are on my team. Yes, I'm against him. And yes, I will say, okay, look, I think I can do a better job. And I think that some of his policies wouldn't work as well as mine. And I will continue to make that clear. But I'm not going to throw around name calling and slamming on him every day. And I, that just exacerbates that division and – And it's not what the country wants to see or needs to see. We have enough of the nastiness. We have enough of people completely going nuts on other people, including in the government. On the House and Senate floors, for example, we've seen this, which is unprecedented. This should not be happening in, in any professional work environment, let alone in the Capitol. And you've got somebody who is just... It's gone sort of beyond bombastic. It's it, it's it's beyond confrontational. It's as if he has this sudden need to crush anybody who says anything against him, even if that means sounding a little off. Like he's almost sounding as if he's he'll, he'll do anything that's against his opponent, even if it sounds kind of quasi leftish. You know, just anything to 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 be as to to present himself as. Uh, Not a polar opposite, but somebody who's very different than his opponent, which from a strategy standpoint, I I sort of understand. It it makes a little sense. But given the current situation in the country, given the current political climate and the social climate in, in the nation, I don't think that's the proper way to do things. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think it's what people want to see or hear. Every day, Trump in all caps, smearing somebody else across social media or on Truth Social, or whatever. It's a. It's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary because it's not. It's not suddenly getting him any more followers. At at, at best, it's sort of saying keeping things neutral and keeping his fans, you know, happy. at, at worst, he's losing followers. Because people are finally starting to go, okay, enough's enough. Um, you know, I, DeSantis and, and Trump, I mean, okay, I like DeSantis, uh, Trump more, but he's just really kidding to me. And his his, his attitude has sort of kind of gone off the deep end. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I think DeSantis would be almost as good. And maybe I'd be better, be better off with him because he's not so nuts. Um, and I don't mean to imply that Trump is, you know, deranged or, or incapable or incompetent like the current president is. Um, but these are things we really need to consider. And I, I wonder how the the major how a certain percentage of the Trump followers are reacting to his um, amped up bombacity, I would call it, because again, this is nothing new. But it certainly seems overblown. It certainly seems exaggerated, like as if, you know, I and if I were him, I understand. I mean, you got the whole raid on Marilego. You got the endless attacks on him from the media. I would feel pretty persecuted, too. I get it. But that's all the more reason to have friends and allies, especially on your own team. Yes, DeSantis is your opponent, but you don't. I mean, if you look through the history of politics in this country, um, being uh, a good sport with your competitor has often paid off and is actually more of an accepted line of of strategy for the candidate. I mean, you're you're not talking about Trump versus Biden here. You're not talking about clashing of ideologies uh, all over the place. This is this is GOP versus GOP. This is Republican versus Republican. This is this is uh, two people on the same team. It's like uh, two starting pitchers vying to start the the first game of the World Series. You know who's going to get the the nod? You don't you don't insult each other. You don't fight each other tooth and nail. You you respect each other because again you're fighting for pretty much the same thing. But even though you want to win and you just present the better slate you say look i'm going to be better at this than than you are the the jumping down your the throat of your uh of your comrade which is really what they're supposed to be and i get it i understand they say the rhinos you know whatever but everybody's definition of that change is not everybody's if you say give me a list of who you think is a rhino in dc that's going to change from person to person um and what what's worrisome is that people are you're going to get to the point where everybody but trump is a rhino well, no. Then all that really means is that you've got Republicans, and then Trump is something else. That that's what that means. Maybe you want a third party or something, or maybe whatever. But that's really what that's that means. So, I, I guess that that is one question. You know, what do, what is your take on Trump's ex, sort of extreme uh, attack mode that he's in? That that's one question, and it's a big one. And I want to know what what people's thoughts are on that. My other big question is. Um, Look, we focus on Biden's age a lot, uh, and obviously it's an issue. Uh, Trump is, is pretty similar in terms of age. Um, and, I, you know, do you want him doing two terms? Can you see him doing two terms? He's not in the greatest physical condition. He's, mo- I think he's fine mentally. But these things tend to um, – uh, the downward spiral hastens as you get older, unfortunately. And it's just uh, – w- it's the we need young blood type thing, and I, I'd like to know what their responses to this as well. Um, wouldn't you rather have somebody in there who's who's younger and uh, and just has that that edge of youth that you just can't recreate no matter how hard you try when you're much older? Uh, that that's another big question too. Uh, do you really think that Trump will remain uh, completely free of any problems mentally or physically in the next eight years? of be in his middle to late eighties? I mean. You, you, you can't ignore that. You just can't. Um, so that's another one. Um, and then um, I also would would um, bring this to the floor and I would say, look, Trump has a way about him um, And that way is getting obviously is good for, for his hands. But my question is this, do you believe that you have gone farther right? because of him, by following him? Um, Do you find yourself getting uh, more extreme in your beliefs because of Trump? Or are you following Trump because Democrats pushed you far right and you believe Trump is the only counter, the only possible answer? Now, I imagine most of you are going to say the latter, that it wasn't Trump that made you become a little more right than you were. But if you think about that for a minute. Remember, we are admitting that he is more bombastic, that he is more um, out there, that he is more in your face, that he is uh, you know about as far right as any politician can be. So if you're following him and you're agreeing with him most of the time, wouldn't it make sense that some of your own views are being possibly influenced by him? And that you too are moving farther right than you've ever been in your life, and yes, of course, the the uh, the woke insanity and the liberal regime has pushed us all away from it um, and pushed us all farther. And I completely understand that, but would it would it not make sense to have somebody else who uh, supports everything we support pretty much with, all, all the way across the board? But maybe tries to rein us all in just a little. Now, DeSantis is pretty far right. You can't be calling that guy a rhino. You can't be calling him a modern. Not really. Um, but he seems to be someone who is not going to incite, you know, mass hysteria one way or the other. Um so it seems to me that that is the benefit. Like, you're not going to heal that divide with, with DeSantis just because of the divisions in the country. And again, he's not particularly moderate, and Democrats will do everything they can to destroy him. Um, but he, for just from a personal standpoint, in terms of voters, in terms of people's attitudes toward the country and towards their own party, it seems to me that he would, he would be keeping us a little more on an even keel, just a little, than, than Trump— who seems insistent on pushing everybody as far right as he is or even farther. Um, And again, sort of in this, uh, I wouldn't say violent, but maybe aggressive manner. And we need a lot less aggression, frankly. This is still a civilized society, or at least we're trying to be. Uh, Well, some of us are. Um, And in order to maintain that, I I really think it's important to... um, at least pursue an even keel, if it's at all possible. Trump does is never on an even keel. That guy is over there. And he is as aggressive and as and he pushes and pushes and pushes. And some people really like that. And I understand that it can really help, too, because it, it reflects how we feel, right? It reflects our growing frustration with a completely inane, asinine, out in left field, agenda that is wrong on just about every possible count and i understand how that frustration has now manifested itself and you see it and just we are on a tear trigger you know it's it, it didn't start with bud light but that was that's a good example you know the dylan mulvaney insanity and, and look what happened and i mean their sales have plummeted another almost 30 percent in the last week it was 28 percent for that that's accelerating it's not getting better Anheuser-Busch right now is probably, uh, you know, they were listening to experts who said, oh, boycotts don't really matter. They, they have a little blip on sales and then they go away and everybody forgets and their business goes back to normal. That shows no signs of doing that right now. Um, and then you got Target, you got Kohl's, you got Disney, you got now Chick-fil-A's in it, in, in the soup because of something they did. They go on the woke thing. At Disney, it has been for some time. And people are... It, because it's in the news so much, I believe, people really are finally reacting with their wallets and finally putting their foot down saying, I'm not just, you know, I'm not going to not buy this beer this week. I'm never doing it again. I don't care what they do. I don't care how hard they try. I don't care what kind of lame-ass patriotic ad they throw up there anymore. I don't care if they're giving it away because they were. I mean, they had a voucher going before Memorial Day that basically made but life free for, in, in, for some people. Um, I, they just don't care. They're, they're so done with this. You know, I'm not ever watching another Disney movie again. I am not ever walking into a Target again. There are people who are saying this, and they're sticking with it. They're sticking with it because it's in their face every day. If it wasn't in their face every day, if the woke agenda was not crammed down their throats every day, then then the experts would be right. The boycotts would sort of, you know, ebb over the span of time, and, you know, things would probably go back to normal. But because it's always in our face... We're always going to be reminded of it, and we're always going to go, oh, no, I'm not going there. I forgot, yeah, I, I, I won't forget this. I'm not going there. So this will continue. And as I had said before, you're going to start seeing this divide on the societal level. You start seeing businesses pop up catering specifically, for example, to conservatives to counter some of this. And they be and people like uh, competitors, for example, to Anheuser Busch, like uh, Miller Lite, Coors Lite, they've had boosts of fifteen and sixteen percent on sales in the past few weeks uh, as a result of the fallout for for Bud Light, and they're just taking advantage. And you know they're they're not dumb enough to to go the 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 woke route because they see what happens and they take advantage and they take those sales away from Anheuser Busch. Uh, what competitors at Target and Kohl's are seeing uh, boosts now because people just aren't going there you know, um, and that will continue. So that division is going to continue to happen until some, And, and it's going to take a long time to uh, reacquire some moderation. And that even keel uh, I spoke about recently just a few minutes ago. But I think just because it's a long ways off doesn't mean we should start shouldn't start pushing for it now. And Trump fans, I wonder if you believe that that's important. Or are you perfectly happy with the country being this divided um, and saying, OK, hell with it. I'm going with Trump because that's the way I want the country to be. And I don't want to deal with them on the left anymore. It doesn't matter who's in charge. But I, I know Trump's the only one who can battle them effectively, which, again, it's kind of up in the air. I don't know if that's necessarily true. And he's he's a little he seems also to me. I, my last question to you is he seems to me to be a little less are a little more edgy, a little less reliable. I would say he seems someone who, you know, if you if you tick him off in just the right way, and he's in a position of power, he might really do something nuts. I'm just saying. I wonder if it seems to you like he's more that way than he ever was before. Just just a question. I, I don't know. I he, he's you know he's pretty much the same old Donald, but as you get older, certain things you know they exacerbate, they become exaggerated because of age, and his. His nature is only becoming more exaggerated. I just don't know if that's something that um, can uh, is a good fit for being the leader of the free world. I think it is in some ways, and in other ways maybe not. But anyway, that's what I wanted to do today. I wanted to speak specifically to the Trump crowd. I wanted to ask a few questions. I wanted to get a discussion going. Um, and it, you know, we can't just end on Trump or nothing, Trump or die, uh, Trump or I'll never vote, Trump or I'm leaving the country. We, we can't go that way because it doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't. It, won't, it doesn't work. You won't, you won't have much of a country to care about, let me tell you. Uh, you won't have a country at all um, if you let the Democrats destroy it and the way they're doing it. Um, so those are, those are the questions I had. I think it's worth talking about. I think it's worth considering. Uh, and remember, when 2024 rolls around, um, do your civic duty and vote and do not uh, allow any Democrat back in power. Really, until until that party shows signs of moderation, don't ever give them any power or control of anything. I wouldn't put them in control of a hot dog stand. These people are helpless and, dis- well, they're worse than helpless. They're completely destructive. But anyway, remember that when 2024 comes around, regardless of who the GOP nominee is, regardless. Even if you don't like them, you're basically just casting a vote so a Democrat can't be in there, Biden or anybody else. So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Um, and uh, you know we'll we'll talk again next week probably non-trump related but an important topic to discuss as we get closer to massive campaign movements that's it for me and I will see you again next week thank you